0: We are the plan.
1: If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time.
0: We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back, everyone, to Conservative Daily. It is a pleasure to be back here with you today. I am Apollo, and I will be your captain tonight. Man, so much is still going on, and let me tell you guys, things are getting a little bit crazy. Uh, Donald Trump had some interesting truth posts, uh, a few of which I'm going to show you, one one in particular. Uh, but, you know, they are continuing to go all out on the MAGA extremism rhetoric after they themselves, the, they being the radical left and these Democrats who buy into all this nonsense, are the only ones who are uh, advocating for and, in fact, exhibiting extremist behavior. Uh, and I, of course, say, I say that with, of course, there are some exceptions. Some people on the right are nuts, but here's some examples. We're going to talk a little bit about how much they truly do hate this country because they do hate this country. They hate everything about us. They wish us to, uh, disappear into oblivion so that they can, uh, do whatever they want with us, inject us with whatever they want, take whatever money that they have or that they wish for. Uh, Give whatever favors to their friends. I'm sure, you know, take our property, take our children, every semblance of bodily autonomy. Um, So here's a, a video that was on libs of TikTok. This is from Trinity College in Hartford. Great state, great state. Look at this ridiculous display of hypocrisy and anti-American sentiment by, again, our educators, those who are supposed to steer our children to be the future of this country that they are meant to be, those who we should cherish and invest in. And actually, I give some kudos to this uh, student as well. He at least did stand up for himself. But uh, this is a Libs of TikTok video. Uh, I have a few more on this as well. Uh, But check this out. Oops. Sorry. Who, are,
4: who are you touching our flags? You have no right to do this. You are directed to take it down. Why? The dean's office has requested. I think you are targeting us. You so, why? You right? right. Absolutely not. have every right to record, and you know that. This is America. We have the First Amendment right, of freedom of speech, you freedom like, of expression. I don't know why you're taking so my you flags down. Call the dean. Call the dean.
2: I want to you. were told you can go down
4: and see the dean, so you can go ahead and do that. Home.
2: You're not going to tell anybody else anything i told you once you tell everyone else to remove it then we'll consider it but like why do you target yeah, us specifically yeah. so you support this
4: specifically. this is this. you guys are tolerating our, our, our property i don't know are why you you're doing the, this the please please back back no why are you touching my flags up. did you pay for these flags you were asked to take them down don't touch my flags you're taking you're going to pay asked for them you're going to take them down and you were told that they would be taken down. Are you guys telling, going to the other next or... So are you gonna take down the other flags? Everyone's being asked to take them down. So they're being asked, but we're, but our Why flags are, are being ripped off. Right? They're being asked, but our flags are being ripped off. Why are we forced you think that's enemy? right? That's right? You can go speak. I don't know who you are. For all I know, you're a stranger and you're ripping my flags off. So what about that flag right there? Why are not you guys taking that one first? I'm waiting to hear the directors from our dean. The message is gonna be going out. What do you mean you're waiting to hear from our dean? You just took our flags down. Okay, so Excuse um, me. Excuse me. I'll, I'll take my flags. Thank They're going to go to the dean's office. I'll take my Can flags. not touch me. I bought these. You're not uh, taking my property. This is stealing. That's is stealing. I, I paid right for this. No, the college does not have the right to take my flags. Okay, this is mine. Okay. And that okay. was ridiculous.
0: Good for that, young man. Good for that, young man. Because, no, they don't have the right. And again, why was that... Why were those boys targeted? Oh, they did something really unforgivable. They had an American flag. And as you can see in the video, there is a Gadsden flag. There's a U.S. flag with uh, the Gadsden snake and then a rather inclusive flag with several colored blue lines. And the school said, nope. So not they didn't come and say, hey, could you please take that down? We have a school policy, which is what the school then later claimed. Trinity College. They just showed up to rip down their flags. The flags on a college campus in America. American flags. In America. And again, if they just want to be really strict, they want to play a little bit of games, fine. But the same school that has no problem showing pride flags. Why is that? Well, it's very clear, because this school, just like so many others, just like for some reason so many other educators in this nation, they seem to hate America, and they seem to hate anything that stands for uh, conservatism, conservatism, anything that stands for anything other than the radical left's uh, non-realistic LGBT, God-denying, uh, whatever whatever they want to call it, an ideology which bastardizes every community that it touches. So after uh, yeah, after being questioned about this, uh, this these are you can find this also on Libs of TikTok channel on Twitter. After being questioned about this, uh, Trinity College sent an email and they told students that they cannot hang things outside their window here's the letter students we are dear don't let me forget dear dear students those you, you you students who are so dear to us that we would try to take your proper property without any uh, without any reason or communication. We are writing to remind you of the window and screen policy from the residential safety portion of the student handbook. It relates to objects placed outside of windows in residential buildings, regardless of the content. All items hanging or posted outside of your windows need to be removed and placed within your room immediately in order to be fair. Of course, in order to be fair and respectful of our entire community, we are asking that you please familiarize yourself with with the residential safety policies. Well, at least if it's just to be fair. Isn't that what they said? And yet, they still have a pride flag. So is it regardless of the content, unless it's, unless it's pride, the content of the American flag or historically significant flags of this country, those are somehow in violation of the policies. This isn't the first time we've seen this. But still, this is a Trinity College. I need to look up more about this college. Uh, But it makes sense, right? And thank goodness that young man, he had the uh, sense to record that. And then he had the sense to stand up to them. Because these people are evil. Here now while we are watching every single aspect of our country being torn down before our eyes these radical left educators and these activists they want to remove history tear down statues you can't fly an american flag in america the only flag that or the only flags i suppose that are acceptable to them are uh what ukraine blm lgbtq and, and what communists just straight antifa flags that's what it, that's what it seems like. Uh, what do we have here? Yes, highly selective liberal arts college in Connecticut. Yes. So I want to get into some of this before we get into Biden, because again, they have so little regard for us. Because that, when we get a, a few more minutes in, we're going to be talking about exactly the kind of rhetoric. That they're using because right now they're with this Pelosi narrative, with the midterms, everything, with uh, every aspect of Donald Trump's existence and his uh, relationship to or influence on politics, the American people, what they have come to believe and understand about our political establishment, about our government, with the rising discontent, disregard, and dissatisfaction that the American people have. With both sides of the aisle, with the, with the government, with the FBI, with the Department of Justice, the Sham J6 committee. We played some audio of, uh, of Jake Lang after he was moved to solitary again. They moved him this morning, uh, from what I heard. Uh, it was on the, prof- the uh, professor's record on David Clement's telegram page that they did move him. And hopefully he will be available to interview again soon. As everything continues to escalate, they make it so clear that they will not tolerate any, any anything. They will, not, they will not tolerate any behavior or support for the things that made this country great or for our nation, any support of our nation, any support of actual rule of law. In New York, similar things are going on. We showed you this uh, from a while back, but uh, the New York Supreme Court, which is actually not the Supreme Court, it's the state court, they ordered that first responders should be reinstated to their full employment status and that they are entitled to back pay in salary from the date of termination. This should be a big win, right? I mean, you would think so by any stretch of common sense, Anything that the imagination could even try to wiggle out of, that would be absolutely just. But Project Veritas has come to find out by getting uh, by getting in contact with a whistleblower from the New York Police Department that New York is not exactly honoring that court judgment. In fact, listen to what they have to say. We are continuing to send these emails out and deny people
5: their religious accommodation request even after this judge's order. You have no idea who is reviewing your exemption. So they're basically telling you that your religious beliefs are not religious enough
6: for them. Now a New York police officer has sent to Project Veritas a threatening email he receives stating that Mayor Eric Adams' office and NYPD officials continue to, quote, ignore the stop vaccination mandate for city employees and deny their religious exemptions. Chris Baugh, a now former top aide of Mayor Eric Adams, who was fired for his comments about police from our reporting, shines some light on the controversy.
1: Did they like try to claim like religious exemptions and stuff? Yeah, which
6: doesn't exist. There are like, two religions that are anti-vaccine, uh, period. Yeah. You had to prove like my religion has always said I'm not allowed to get a vaccine. You can't just be like, I decided today that I don't like this vaccine. So a lot of people got denied religious exemptions. Mayor Adams fired Chris Baugh for his disparaging comments after the second release in the series, pledging that he will stand up for the city's first responders.
7: But when you have disparaging remarks about first responders, that's unacceptable. But my first responders, I'm going to stand up for them.
5: What I'm hearing from the mayor's office is that they've already fired enough people. If this gets reversed, they're looking at a lot of lawsuits from those people who have been fired.
0: Yeah, a lot of lawsuits, I would imagine so. So not only has this entire narrative completely collapsed, not only has COVID lost its effect, not only did they fail to get everyone to submit to the absolutely transhumanist anti-life, you know, bioweapon injection program that they tried to roll out all under the context of a lie, now as it's been shown, it's been proven, no safety studies. They try to walk back time and say, oh, we didn't we didn't test for transmissibility. We never said we did. We just came out with a shot and we thought it might help. And forget about the fact that we told you all that it was mandatory. Forget about the fact that we said uh, you're all science-denying, evil grandmother-killing uh, weirdos, tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theorists for not taking our jab that we rolled out in a few months that you all paid for. Forget about we shut down hundreds of thousands of businesses. That we locked you all in the hospitals, wouldn't let you see your loved ones, denied you care. Many of you lost your jobs. You kept your kids home, damaged them, irreparably some of them, I'm sure. Forget about that. We never said it would, that it had any, that, that we studied transmissibility, that it could prevent infections. That wasn't the entire narrative for the last two years. Absolutely not. And if you believe that, then that begs the question: What were the lockdowns for? Why did they bait us with the carrot that we could we could just take the shot and go back to our daily lives? That was that was the whole the whole point, right? But if it weren't, if that weren't even the bad part, they're still doing this, and you hear in some of this uh, interview that. There are only like two faiths that that actually have objections to uh, to the vaccine. You can't just say that all of a sudden I don't feel like taking the shot, so I can say it's religious. Your religion has to say that you can't take the shot. As if anyone with with half a working brain knows, uh, you know, believes that kind of argument. What kind of disgusting rhetoric is that? Are you serious? They won't. They won't have any issue with the Satanic Church saying that. Aborting living babies is part of their religion, but we can't refuse to take a shot, and we're making it up. And here's a, uh, this is just a quick, a quick rundown, and this is only a few. Here's an experiment for you all, because, and I like, I'm just going to put it up real simple. Stop acting like this is normal. They're refusing all of this. They're still denying these exemptions. They know that people are dying. We have the VAERS data, the DMED database. We know what's happening to our armed servicemen. We have the Air Force, Army uh, documents, whistleblowers coming out about that. Doctors all over the nation saying what they're seeing. Cancer is up at an astronomical rate. Complications with pregnancies, menstrual cycles all these things this is literally just a short uh this is a a very minimal compilation of some gateway articles you can literally just go on gateway just to start that'll just get you some of the you know a bit of the tip of the tip of the iceberg so i'm just going to go through a few of these And all you need to do is go on Gateway and say, die suddenly. Just search die suddenly or suddenly dies or, you know, collapsed. And then after you've done that, if you're interested, and I'm saying this because it's important that we all uh, all understand and remember ahead of these midterms as they are already engaging in the cheat, what we have at stake here. So number one, September 8th, stand-up comedian, Netflix star David Arnold dies suddenly 54 years old next one 32 year old nick demeroff comedian suddenly dies in his sleep that was in uh, june that's in june march former state missouri rep cora faith dies suddenly after attending a birthday party december emmy award-winning canadian director shocks hollywood suddenly dies age 58 16-year-old dies suddenly from a heart attack while playing Frisbee. That's in August of this year. New normal, 21-year-old Greek football player dies, just dies in the field in February from a heart attack. Former South Carolina, Carolina quarterback, MVP Phil Petty, dies 43 years old. May. Medical examiner reveals... Ex-Miami Hurricanes, football player, dies of heart attack, 24 years old, July. 12-year-old, middle school student, football practice, killed her, died from after football practice in August, 12 years old. Luke Knox, college football player, dies suddenly at 22 years old in August. 16-year-old, Stanford high school football player, dies suddenly in August. Netflix star, Boosie Larari, dies at 36 years old in July. 21-year-old football player in college in Arkansas dies suddenly after he collapses in September. High school athlete, I don't know if any of you saw this story, six-foot-long clot in his leg. That's normal. That's the new normal, right? A six-foot-long clot in his leg. That's longer than most of his body. Ended his football career. No one has any idea what happened. Doctors are baffled. That was in September. That was just a few weeks ago. I remember reading that story. 27-year-old football player Carolyn Graham Hansen. can't play soccer anymore because she has heart problems in August. 49-year-old Detroit Tigers first base coach collapses and dies. 31-year-old British actor dies suddenly while visiting family. Ohio med school student dies suddenly during a three-day bike ride. Famous bodybuilder dies suddenly, 46 years old. 41-year-old father from Australia dies suddenly during surfing. 30-year-old rugby player dies suddenly. Everyone's shocked. 20-year-old junior hockey captain dies suddenly in a tournament. 41-year-old singer and theater actor dies suddenly at home. 28-year-old American national reporter dies suddenly in a shopping mall. 43-year-old medical doctor, author, editor dies suddenly after having a seizure. 32-year-old actress and model. Dies suddenly. Sudden illness. Canadian chief of emergency medicine. How ironic. Olympic sailor, marathon runner. Dies suddenly while running. Just a few months ago, 33-year-old maiden, or uh, I'm sorry, Malden police force officer dies suddenly and unexpectedly. Cleveland Guardians player dies suddenly at 20 years old. No, No cause of death yet known. 26-year-old neurosurgery resident dies. Seven Canadian doctors to die in two weeks. And that is old. That is much higher than it is, uh, or it is much higher now. So are we going to accept this? They still haven't dropped this mandate for our military? Imagine what happens. They, they're pushing us so close to war. Imagine what happens if, if the numbers are accurate about our military, even close to accurate. How many of our military service members might just drop or be taken out of the fight just from having received one or more of these things if we actually go to go to any kind of conflict and remember we do have an excellent sponsor of the show and that is air med care network so today's podcast is again sponsored by air med care network and if you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road or if you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors or do uh you know dangerous things like some of us like to do that may require some emergency medical attention. We all want to make sure that our family is protected in a medical emergency. Uh, and health insurance will not always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight if, in fact, you do need one. But with AirMedCare Network, you are covered. For as little as $85 a year, not only you, but your entire household will be covered in case you ever need air medical transport. Uh, this is a super, super good deal, very low cost. and. It's insurance that if you need it, you do want to make sure that you have it. I know people personally who have had to cover those costs, and believe me, they are very expensive. So simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com daily and use promo code daily. Receive up to a $50 Visa gift card back when you sign up today. That's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and promo code is daily. Go check them out. But they want to tell us that our religious exemptions are not good enough, right? Because it does not matter what we think. It only matters what they tell us. The only things that matter are what they dictate, because that is the new normal, right? Just like our candidates, the only candidates that we should accept are their candidates that they tell us. There we go. So what do they actually want for? What's the end game here? Well, here's a quick taste. If you have any questions, because this is kind of what I want to talk about. And after this, I'm going to get into Biden. But keep in mind, and actually, I have, I'm have i going to play this video first for you. Um, but here's what just happened at, at Disney in Shanghai. And keep in mind that there, this big story just broke that Boston, uh, or I'm sorry, not Boston, London, They just developed a new strain of COVID. They mixed Omicron and the other COVID and probably threw in some, you know, some monkey DNA or whatever they do. And they made something that is apparently could be lethal. They made a new COVID. Because why? We haven't learned our lesson? I'll ask you what you think about that in a minute. But here's here's what they just did. Tell me if you think this could look like the new normal if we don't all come together and fix this election.
2: Video obtained by Reuters showed a huge crowd of visitors stranded at Disney's Shanghai Resort on Monday after the park abruptly suspended operations to comply with COVID-19 prevention measures. All visitors at the time of the announcement were told they could not leave the resort until they return a negative COVID test. Reuters reporter Josh Horwitz was camped outside the subway station near the entrance of the park.
6: Normally at this hour, it's about 8 p.m., we would see a steady trickle of guests leaving the park and hopping on the subway to head home. However, uh, it's dead silent. Uh, Many guests, hundreds of guests, have been stuck inside the park for several hours. Uh, Our team here has been waiting for uh, about three hours, uh, and with us are several other individuals that are waiting for friends or family or loved ones. Uh, We've been told just by talking to security and then some Disney staffers who have steadily been given official permission to leave that uh, the test results have been received. So uh, anyone who has been tested inside the park uh, throughout maybe about six or seven hours ago, they should know what their results are, if it's positive or negative. But as far as we know, we don't know if there has been any confirmed positive cases since the mass testing took place. Uh, And we also have yet to receive any official updates as to when the guests will be let out of the park.
2: The lockdown at Shanghai Disney comes as COVID restrictions are once again gripping China, threatening new disruptions to daily life as well as to the global economy and critical supply chains. A Foxconn plant in central China that makes iPhones and employs about 200,000 people has been on lockdown for days. Many people have fled the facility, some climbing fences to escape, prompting nearby cities to draw up plans to isolate workers returning to their hometowns. A source with direct knowledge of the matter told Reuters that iPhone production at the facility could drop as much as 30 percent next month and that Foxconn is working to boost production at another factory to make up for the shortfall. Rising case numbers from outbreaks across China have prompted a tightening of local curbs and lockdowns. At the recent twice-in-a-decade Communist Party Congress, President Xi Jinping reiterated China's commitment to its zero-COVID policy, disappointing investors and countless Chinese frustrated by lockdowns, travel curbs and testing.
0: A good new normal, right, guys? And who knows? Is that what they have? Is that what they have up their sleeve before the elections they know they're going to lose? We saw what they just did in Brazil. And I'm going to show you a little bit about this. Um, Because, oh, man, there is a funny video of what's going on in Brazil right now. But truly, we need our prayers for the people of Brazil. And we need to learn from what we're seeing. So I want to play for you some of Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon had an excellent uh, interview regarding what's going on in Brazil right now. So I'm going to put part of that up and hear what's going on. So Brazil is uh, now, according to... Bolsonaro, he is instructing them to uh, move forward with the transition, but he's going to follow the Constitution, and he did not concede. This has uh, led to a range of reactions from (laughs) the media, as well as the people on the ground in Brazil, because the people of Brazil are not stupid, just like the American people are not as stupid as uh, as they wish us to be, as they believe that we are as useless, the useless seizures that they want us to, uh, to exist as, I suppose. So let's play a little bit of this interview. It's a, it's a few minutes long. I'll probably skip a little bit through it. Um, but this was on war room uh, going on with Brazil because very clearly obvious, obvious fraud, and guess what? They rely entirely on their machines, much like the United States does. Let's see what we can learn from Brazil. Uh,
8: Bolsonaro's, the Bolsonaro movement won all over, except in the big one. And it started out. So walk people through what happened yesterday, sir.
3: Well, first, even even more so, more widespread mandate uh, for the right delivered. Uh, in the first round and the second round uh, the, the chamber of deputies which is the lower house the senate the governors the three largest states in brazil now overwhelming wins in sao paulo rio and minas gerais uh, for bolsonaro candidates for right wing candidates the the senate is going to have an overwhelming majority of a right wing coalition uh, hold it. but
8: hold hold it slow down you got to give me that one more time because the the house big pickup in 2020 didn't get enough A thing to prove that Trump uh, won the election. Walk me through, once again, the overwhelming support for the Bolsonaro movement. Listen, do they think we're idiots? Just walk me through again what actually happened in the campaign yesterday.
3: Yes, they do think we're idiots. Uh, The uh, the lower house, the House of Deputies, uh, Bolsonaro's, uh, this is directly his party, not even right-wing affiliated parties, his party went from 77 seats to 99 seats in the House of Deputies which is a 30% gain, and that's 20% of the total, and that's just his party. And in the right-wing governing coalition group, it's that much bigger, so they will dominate in both the lower house and the upper house. The governorships in the largest state uh, went to Bolsonaro right-wingers. But somehow, just like we saw in the first round, just like you and I talked uh, over the last week and then yesterday in the live stream, every ballot drop after an initial lead, there you go, see that uh, the red is Lula territory. That's the Northeast. Historically poor, uh, impoverished, much more uh, owing itself to voting for Marxists. But the population centers are in the Southeast. So the majority of land, 60 percent of the land will be held by Bolsonaro candidates. But at the same time, the population centers also came out for Bolsonaro. So, you know, hey, Show show us exactly how there is no fraud when every single ballot drop, I sent Cameron another, every state, every ballots that came in were more and more for Bolsonaro, but every ballot drop showed a narrowing of the initial lead until there was an inflection, there we go, at the two-third mark.
8: Okay, just ho, like ho, the- ho, 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 slow down, slow down, particularly we have a huge podcast and radio audience, I can't see that. Describe that for the audience, but also make sure the TV audience and live streaming can understand what you're doing. This is quite important.
3: There's, there's a uh, regional chart that's showing the five sort of breaking down geographic regions, and Bolsonaro won them 55-45, 60-40. The only area where he did not have an overwhelming victory was where Lula has his stronghold, which is the impoverished, relatively poor, more rural northeast where Lula did something what like it was, say, 70-30 or 70-something like this. And those ballots, historically, would actually come in later. And that's what now the left is saying. Oh, there's no fraud, because those ballots always come in later, so the lead shrinks. Except we know last night that they were still counting Sao Paulo ballots at the same time, that the ballots were coming in all from across the country uh, in drop randomly, yet every numeric drop went one way. Where it shrunk Jair Bolsonaro's lead, and then at the 66, 67 percent of precincts reporting level, uh, there was an inflection, and that's where Lula. Hold, hold,
8: hold it, hold it, hold, hold it, hold it. Tierman put this up yesterday in Creative Destruction Media in the morning, hours before this came out. The first thing, the first analysis, Natalie Winters put it up on on uh, on our site on Worm.org. You called it to the exact point. You said, "Hey, at 60," you said this early in the day. You said and we refer, at sixty-seven percent, when Bolsonaro at sixty-seven percent, you're going to have an inflection point. That's where they're going to put Lula in charge, and he'll win by a point. Boom. Yeah. Tell, tell, did any right. the, any of the statisticians or any of the mathematicians that you talked to and showing this to people, did any of them say that this could possibly happen mathematically, sir?
3: I, I said to one friend, it's like getting struck by lightning on the 18, on 18 different golf holes tees while playing like Kim Jong-il uh, and having 18 holes in one.
0: The <laughs> <master>. <laughs> Does it sound familiar? Does it sound familiar to any of you guys? At least we aren't alone. We know that much, right? If you don't, oh, you can't get any closer Do exactly what we saw in 2020 than that, without actually reliving 2020. And now it is truly our job just to make sure that we don't, again, because they're going to do exactly the same kind of things, the same things we saw in the primaries. The same, that fixed ratio. How does that happen? And, I mean, I think they screwed up in Brazil because people know that that's garbage. I don't know how they couldn't. But there's a lot of fervor going on in Brazil right now. Here's a short clip. Uh, What appears to be someone losing their mind. And uh, a lot of people in the streets. And this is after Bolsonaro said he would not concede. They will wait for the military to complete their audit, and he will, uh, they'll move on from there. Respecting a peaceful transfer of power, something else that did occur in this country, with the exception of the Democrats, who claimed otherwise. And in fact, we're the only ones who obstructed any kind of peaceful transfer of anything. Exactly the same situation we are in. Now the people are more awake, though. And you I mean, do you hear what the man was saying? Every single metric that you could try to extrapolate how feasible it would be that Bolsonaro just lost that election. In much the same way as happened during the 2020 election. We are in the same fight as people all over the world right now. They've fixed this in other countries, they've been fixing it here for years. And if we want these ridiculous people, to continue tearing down American flags, continue denying the rights of our of our American citizens, did not just disregarding these these court rulings. No, we're not going to honor your religious exemptions because we truly we truly want to double down on the on the our Nuremberg role. We really want to make sure that we lead the way towards the most egregious violation of human rights that we could possibly that uh, <laughs> that we could possibly, possibly ever, by any stretch of reality, manage.
1: This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online available to everyone across the entire country. I'm not going to get into that yet. But again, in the
0: exact same way, they want us to believe that everything is just everything's fine. Just they don't they don't care what we think. And they can completely lie. They can steal right her, in front of our face and then they can just say, no, no problem. Just like Biden is the most popular president in history. Just like Fetterman is an acceptable candidate, who really didn't do that poorly in the debate. The, the, only, the only problem is that all the conservatives, the evil Republicans, are ableist bigots. And they're making fun of him because they have hatred in their hearts. So first of all, we know that Joe Biden is a liar. We know that very well. So let's go back to Vail. He just did it again. Let's go back to Vail uh, just recently. You remember what he said? Let's there listen. This was the first time.
7: Then, American soldiers of the 10th Mountain Division scaled that 1800 foot cliff at night, caught the Germans by surprise, captured, captured key positions, and broke through the German defense line at a pivotal point in the war. Just imagine, I mean it sincerely. I say this as a father of a man who won the Bronze Star, the Conspicuous Service Medal, and lost his life in Iraq.
0: Oh, imagine- come on, the Bronze Star. The Bronze Star. I guess that is, is that, is that what happens when you, when you have dementia or you're a war criminal? He wants to be a Gold Star mom, but he can't do that. Cause I mean, he actually could, I suppose. He could identify as a, as a woman or as the, the mother. I guess he's halfway there. He's halfway identifying as the, the mother of someone who uh, died in Iraq, but he did it again. He did it again. And this is the pathological liar, the, uh, the the senile senile dumpster fire or bizarrely incompetent actor uh, or persona who we're being told is the most <laughs> the most popular president in U.S. history who broke records by even mathematical standards to get elected in 2020 uh, he did it again
7: and they talk about inflation you know we're dealing with it for a whole segment. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now because of a war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing. I mean, excuse me, the war in, in Ukraine. And uh, I think of Iraq because that's when my son died. The, uh, because he, uh,
0: that's the second time. The second time. And he do you even know what war we're in, brother? Because of the war in Iraq? Oh, I mean, Ukraine. This this is a complicated uh, complicated intersection of comedy and just embarrassment. And then he says he died of cancer just after that. I'm not even going to play that because it's not worth listening to. He completely contradicts himself. I know we're all used to that. But then he talks about the Republican Party. Because now we're going to get into the rhetoric. Because we see their behavior, that they hate us. That they hate everything that stands for America. That they want to take our guns. They want to take our speech. That just like any fascistic, communist, you know, take your pick of these tyrannical uh, governments that have existed over the years in various countries and various forms... They continue the rhetoric that we are the ones who are doing evil, that we are the ones that are the problem. So he managed to stay on on topic for that at some point. Uh, I don't know if he was chewing on uh, dementia meds that were taped to the microphone. I'm not really sure.
7: And uh, and they're under siege by our Republican friends. And by the way, this ain't your father's Republican Party. This is a different deal right now. And uh, there's a lot of good Republicans out there but they're under a lot of pressure. Social Security and Medicare are the two things I want to talk about. You know, they've been around a long time. President Roosevelt signed the Social Security law in the the law 87.
0: Not your father's Republican Party. I mean, I would agree with him to to a point. Now, how about the entire politic in the United States? He goes on to talk about Social Security. But this isn't really what Americans care about right now. Not your father's Republican Party. They, they still have to continue to double down, to, to beat into our heads that the, the, these Republicans are just too much. And they continue that same narrative with the Pelosi uh, deal right now. But how about something that Americans actually care about? Let's talk about, you know, the economy, something that has been dominating all of the polls and seemingly is going to be one of the most important factors in how people vote in the upcoming midterms. Something that the deep state knows. All these people, they know. They absolutely understand what people are going to vote for and and what they're worried about right now. So what does he have to say about the economy or inflation?
7: 89% of their salary, I think that's the number, is paid on stock. Well, guess what? If you have 100 shares of stock and you buy back 50, the 50 left are worth more than 100 each one. Same total amount. And also, they're, in fact, uh, put into the pockets of uh, their shareholders. There's not nothing wrong with that, per se, unless there's some you're ripping people off to, to get there. It'll go into you. This time, it goes into your pockets for lower drug prices. And look, The practical thing, at least in my household where I was raised, is that means you have more money for the car payments, more money for groceries, which are high <laughs> because of a, like, uh, Putin cutting off grain supplies. You have more money to put toward holiday shopping for your grandkids. It's about basic standard of living for ordinary Americans. What the drug companies are doing now is really inflating your cost of living. And we're doing something- It's about. the drug companies, it's Putin.
0: Ah, the drug companies, of course, the ones that have been given absolute liability, Uh, (laughs) who have been given complete absolution from liability, who have been able to rape the American people and the American taxpayer, who were, you know, many of which completely bailed out with this COVID agenda, which this administration pushed, which they have forced down the throats of all of us. But now it's the drug company's fault, and it's Putin's fault. It's Putin's fault again. You see what he said? It's Putin's fault because, because of Putin cutting off Ukraine or something or the other. And the first part was completely gibberish again. But this is this is the most popular president in history. And Ash said me, yes, the president-elect, uh, referring to... <laughs> oh, man. Silva, Lula... Lula, the president-elect, received the most votes in Brazilian history, more than 60 million votes, breaking his own record from 2006 by almost 2 million votes, according to the election authorities' final tally. Wow, that sounds like Biden, doesn't it? He just broke records. He, he broke math. He broke reality to get elected. He was that popular. And another individual, because, again, they want to tear down the flags, they want to remove our Ability to to speak. The FBI is targeting people again for speech. We've seen how many memos that they are uh, worried about, terrified of terrorism caused by individuals who might fly an American flag or uh, a uh, Malone Lavey shirt or something like that, who might advocate for the Second Amendment or talk about the Constitution. As they have stripped away constitutional rights from millions of Americans through the COVID lockdown. Hundreds and hundreds still being violated in the most disgusting ways through the J6 narrative. And Fetterman now. We want to talk about speech, because they can tear down our flags, because that speech isn't protected to fly the flag of the country that you live in. (laughs) Fetterman was asked on Don Lemon's show about Elon Musk and using Twitter, he, he wants to use Twitter as a force for good. Let's hear see what he has to say or not say.
6: Message to him as he takes over this giant megaphone that is Twitter.
3: Uh, no, I I I just am, am really just a, 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 about just saying that that I I just want to make sure that we use your enormous uh, your enormous power. To, to just make sure that, you know, we don't have the kind of a platform where we push those kinds of, of theories. And I'm just grateful for the opportunity to just say that, you know, given that we have this opportunity, um, you know, just using using the platform to, to, to really be about a, a force of good.
0: A force of good, a platform completely dominated by bots. A platform which worked hand-in-hand with the Department of Homeland Security and the federal government to censor conservatives, to censor political speech. A force for good, huh? And while we're talking about a force for good, you can't talk about social media being used as a force for good without Facebook, the other massive force for good. Man. This was uh, up from Lee Fang uh, from about, was this, a couple weeks ago. I just want to go back in time. Remember FBI agent Laura Demlow? The one in communications with Facebook that led to the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story. Well, let's remember social media. Elon Musk just came in and scooped up uh, some of the executives, including Vijaya Gad. And here's some of her messages. Thanks, I really appreciate it. Because, you know, the mainstream media and the radical left are just totally having a meltdown. All the all the liberals are losing their minds because Elon Musk came in and decided he's going to clean a house. And it looks like he's doing that, and I, I do hope he continues on the path that he has been moving so far. But let's look at some of the communications as a review with uh, GAD. So, <laughs> Meeting with DHS. Microsoft Exec texted DHS. Platforms have to get comfortable with government. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it from her messages. Sorry I didn't ring uh, last week. Think you were on the call this week. Just trying to get us in place where Fed can work with platforms to better understand the mis- and dis-information trends to relevant agencies so they can pre-bunk, debunk as useful. Not our mission, but looking to play a coordinating role so not every da is independently reaching out to platforms to cause chaos uh says was on the call coordination is greatly appreciated was disappointed in that platforms including us didn't offer more this is gad and sector leadership had zero questions we'll get there and that kind of leadership really helps Is a force for good? How is it that you use is, is using a platform as a force for good? Something like Twitter? Is it only good If the federal government can dictate what is good What is good and bad speech? And this is just a reminder We, we put this uh, this thing in But remember, they have a portal They literally give the government a portal To say, nope, banned, not good Not good, let's suppress that Let's ban that Because we are the government and we, we determine what is speech and what is not We determine what is truth and what is not, because we, the government, are all-powerful. And so (laughs) after—these people are so nuts. It's ridiculous. Uh, Donald Trump put up on his true social—check this out—retruthed Ian Miles-Chan, Meta has just placed a temporary ban on all social and political ads ahead of the midterms. You want to talk about election interference? Are they even trying to hide it anymore? They didn't try to hide it in Brazil. Look at this from Meta. Preparing for the 2022 restriction period for ads about social issues, elections, or politics in the United States. As we did in 2020. At least they're being open and transparent about it, right? We're implementing a restriction period for ads about social issues, elections, or politics in the U.S. for the week leading up to the general election day. This means from midnight on Tuesday, November 1st, through midnight on Tuesday, November 8th, no new ads about social issues, elections, or political, or politics can be published, and most edits will be prohibited. We are putting this restriction period in place again because we found that the restriction period achieves the right balance of giving campaigns a voice. And not, they go on not restricting, uh, you know, things. So... All stops are being pulled out right now. Absolutely everything is being pulled out. So they're censoring. Uh, they're, they're banning ads. So I, I wonder I wonder if they're really going to hold true to that. Or maybe maybe a, a Democrat ad will just slip by. It'll just slip by. It probably won't matter because none of the Democrat ads will help because no one is buying any of this crap anymore. So really they just need to suppress all of it because the only thing that's effective is the Republicans anyways because they're the only ones speaking any truth. They're the... They're, The conservative side is the only group who is actually saying anything that might positively impact the lives of Americans. And they say they go after, you know, Fetterman uh, talks about using as a a force for good after Biden says it's it's, uh, you know, not not your father's Republican Party. Liz Cheney, Liz Cheney on PBS. She came out and defended Pelosi because we have to we have to talk about Pelosi, right? I mean, how can you not talk about the guy in the underwear fight? She came out and defended him, and again blamed it on MAGA.
5: Republicans, including my dad, uh, and and it all has to. Your
0: dad stop. a warmonger?
5: Um, I think that when you see what's happening in our country, when you watch the extent to agreed, Mandelici court case never
0: should have been um, dropped.
5: Or violence has become part of our political discourse. Um, that that is a that's that's a, a road we just can't go down. And um, the fact that while um, Paul Pelosi uh, was in ICU, uh, had been brutally attacked, um, uh, had a skull fracture and numerous other injuries, um, that there were members of my party mocking him, that there were members of President Trump's family mocking him. Um, that's not who we are in this country. And um, that is disgraceful. And, and as Americans, we have to reject it. Um, we have to be willing to say we can have disagreements, we can have debates. Um, we can have intense debates, but violence cannot ever be part of, uh, of our discourse. And we know uh, because of testimony that the Select Committee has put on, because of testimony in the criminal uh, trials that are underway, that the violence at the Capitol on January 6th uh, was a direct result of Donald Trump's claims that the 2020 election was stolen. And those claims, he continues to make those claims to this day, others continue to make those claims to this day, and we know it's, it's entirely foreseeable that those will lead to violence. So as a nation, we all should be keeping the Pelosi family in our prayers, um, we all should recognize that we cannot go over an abyss of um, not being able to have the common human decency um, to stand against that
0: violent <laughs> common human decency my this is not who we are violence is not part of the political dialogue in the United States not this place of all of all countries this is the, from the same party that we're openly calling for assassinating Donald Trump openly calling for violence against conservatives shout them out make them uncomfortable these people are so scared it's ridiculous we cannot allow what just happened in Brazil. I pray for the people of Brazil that they are able to resolve this. I pray that their military comes in and did what ours did not during the 2020 election. I pray that they can get through this peacefully. But that is coming for us if we do not not all get out and vote. And now let's talk about Pelosi real quick. I don't want to talk much about him, because whatever. Uh, (laughs) But look at this. Look at this nonsense. You know, they've been running this entire narrative. Fox News has jumped on it in a weird way. And check this out. (laughs) This is funny. Uh, From yesterday, Paul Pelosi attacker told investigators he planned to break House Speaker's kneecaps. This, of course, uh, is being referenced by Liz Cheney when she talks about the violent rhetoric, how we need to have human decency, just basic human decency, something that they never granted to conservatives that they're still not granting to our J6 defendants, our prisoners. Police recovered. Look at this. Police recovered zip ties in Pelosi's bedroom. Found broken glass at the rear of the house. Rape, rope, <laughs> com like rape, comma rope, gloves, and a journal, according to the FBI affidavit. They found rape, like as an object. At what point did? At what point of the story did that come out? How many more news stories are they going to have? They found rape? I mean, it's just funny at this point. I mean, the media, they won't cover the fact that, uh, you know, that Paul Pelosi was frequenting gay bars. They won't address any of the things. Yeah, I don't know, Ash. Maybe rape, rope? I'm not really sure. It's a good question. I mean, it sounds kind of like you're. Typical kinky get together, I guess, if you are looking for a gay romp. I'm not saying that's what's what's happening, but all signs point to yes. We won't know until the facts come out, right, guys? Tell me what you think. Let me know what you think about it. Uh but then they can't jump on Biden. They they let Biden get a pass. When he says his son dies overseas in in Iraq. He doesn't none of this. This is the reality that they want to, to accept, just like Brazil. Just like the last two years, just like COVID. And why do you think they want an affidavit? They're going to lose so badly that when we go in there and we have the House and the Senate and they start throwing investigation investigations at these people, they know that they're cooked. So we need to be very, very aware of what's going on right now. I'm, kinda, I'm honestly a little bit tense. That's it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Part two is coming up next, and you don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. God bless America.